Welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. Hey guys, I am so pumped for today's guest because she is truly someone who has gone through a transformation in her life and totally owned the fact that it's not her first transformation. She is self admittedly guilty of yo-yoing. And I think a lot of us in this world have experienced a yo-yo of sorts, whether it's with starting a business and then giving up or starting a fat loss journey and giving up or losing a bunch of weight only to put it back on. And so I am so excited to introduce to you my friend, Mary Kate, who is now kind of what you might call an Instagram phenomenon. And she's going to hate me for saying that, but it's not, I'm calling it what it is, but she will too. She is a very successful medical device salesperson. She now also is successful on Instagram. And I am excited for you to not only hear her journey about how she grew her Instagram, you know, from one follower to hundreds of thousands, but more so like her chill perspective on it. You can just tell she's keeping it real. She's genuine and authentic to herself, her journey. And I am, I'm so inspired by her. And then she's pretty direct too, which is awesome. She's going to call it like it is. She is honest about everything. She's transparent about her mission. And man, I, I don't want to give too much away. I hope you enjoy this episode. And again, just how Mary Kate and I met, uh, we went to school together. We have a ton, a ton of mutual friends. And I think her journey is just so real. And I hope you love it. And if you have questions, as always, you can email me, you can DM her, you can DM me after the episode, during it, as you listen, please enjoy. And without further ado, here is my friend and fellow Fitspo person on Instagram, Mary Kate, also known as Froyo to Fitness. So the quote is, people do not buy goods and services. They buy relationships, stories, and magic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess how it speaks to me is... I mean, myself, like I personally don't buy from anybody that I don't trust or I don't really have a relationship with. So that's honestly how I want to come across in my business. I want people to have a relationship with me. I want them to know that they can confide in me and that I'm going to always be honest and truthful and transparent with them. So that's kind of what it speaks to me. That's. I really want to get into that later because... That's got to be so difficult when you are talking to so many people on your platform, energy-wise, and just being able to connect with that many people. So we'll get into that a little bit later. But the other second thing I usually like to start with for people, because the type of people I interview are usually doing more than one thing at once. So I ask, if you're sitting on a plane and someone asks you, what do you do? How do you introduce yourself? (laughs) that's really funny (laughs) because I feel like I used to right off the bat I would just say I work in medical devices and now I always find myself being like oh I own my own business and then people are always like well what do you mean you own your own business and then it gets kind of complicated I'm like well so I kind of like have a blog and I have a product that I sell on the blog and it's a fitness program. And then, you know, people want to ask a million questions because they don't really understand it. Yeah. Wow. It's so funny how I feel like it's hard when you have something you're passionate about to not let that lead the way. I can imagine it's hard for you to like just say medical devices now with how much you're doing. So yeah, I try to sometimes, but then I'm like, wait, I really want to tell people what I not what I really do, because I really do love my full-time job. But it is really hard to not talk about it, I guess, if you will. Because I was like under the radar for so long with it. Yeah, tell us about that. So for those of you guys listening, Mary Kate and I went to school together. And I know I told you guys that a little bit during our intro, but we kind of got reconnected recently. Actually, I was out of Chicago by the time you were in Chicago. But we did an event together and and she's really done a ton in the fitness space. And I'd love for you to kind of 
tell the, the story of your journey of how you went from like being in medical sales to having this kind of side hustle that's become a pretty big business and how that developed through your own personal journey. Because I love that it even has a little bit of a, like the name, even the name of your Instagram, you know, plays into that. So like, tell us everything. Yeah, I know. It's so funny because there's just so, I feel like there is so much to tell just because I've been an athlete my entire life. Like I was always in the gym, like every weekend with my mom playing volleyball. And I even made it to the division one level before I went to Miami of Ohio. I played at a small D1 school called Central Connecticut. So like working out was not really new to me by any means. But when I did transfer to Miami of Ohio, I just kind of felt lost and I didn't have my volleyball career anymore to lean on. So I just, you know, kind of fell out of love with fitness, if you will. And I just like could never go to the gym. It just wasn't really motivating to me anymore. And then, you know, throughout college, like I really stuck with just cardio. If I ever did go to the gym, it was like 30 minutes. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I feel like that's like the story of every girl in college. Yeah. You're like, oh. I'll, I'll jump on the elliptical and then we're good after 20 to 30 minutes. But mm -hmm. so when I really like got back into my fitness journey was when I moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, I was 23 and I didn't really know anybody. And my dad was nice enough to get me a membership to a really nice gym. So I just started going there because I would call him crying and he's like, you need to go make friends. So <laughs> really, I just started going to the gym again. And I started doing Kayla at signs. I still to this day always pronounce her name wrong. But I did her BBG program, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I did that. And then a lot of my friends like when I did that, I lost a lot of weight. And my friends were like, you should start a fitness Instagram. I had no idea what it was. I was like, all right, I guess I will. So long story short, I started the Instagram like three years ago, with pictures in the mirror and like toothpaste on the counter. It was just like, I had no idea what I was doing. And before I knew it, people started following me and commenting on my pictures like you look awesome. You look great. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't really realize that I was influencing people just by posting like my transformation and things like that. And then I obviously started following a lot of different people and I got lucky enough to get featured in a couple magazines along the way, which helped grow my following tremendously. And then from there, I mean, I'm going on a rant, but it really just evolved into me developing my own programs because I had learned so much through Kayla, but I felt like I really needed to take that next step and make something on my own. Oh, I love that. I love that you, it's like you got so much out of that program that she provided that you were able to give back almost to people who may not have ever found her. Maybe they found you and, and who knows, like things, things snowball. So they could have found you and then gone to her, or gone to her and then gone to you. And, and it's all just kind of like a really positive circle of influence and lifestyle change. And what you said really early on about feeling unmotivated to go to the gym. I feel like everybody has a phase like that. And when you were in that phase, like, was there any part of you that like missed it? Was it like, I miss it. I just don't want to, or like, I would love for you to like share a little bit more about your headspace during that like pre BBG time, because I feel like there's gotta be people listening to this right now that might be in that headspace. Mm hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think for me, honestly, I was just so burnt out. Like I said, I played volleyball five days a week, I was in the gym constantly. And then when I transferred schools, I almost felt like I lost my identity. And I just I went through a really bad phase of depression and anxiety, which I'm very, very open about and I was going through a breakup. So I just really turned to more of like social events to like fill that void, if you will. Mm. I just was not in the right place. And I had no motivation. I was almost my own worst enemy, where mm, yeah. yeah, it just was not a good place. So then when I got out of that by, you know, friends, family, things like that, I really then made the gym like my outlet. Once I moved to Scottsdale, I really, that's really what kind of opened me back up. And 
really helped me get through that time was just going back to the gym and getting active and really putting in, putting out positive energy, I guess, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I think what's, it just made me think of your Instagram, like I'll be flipping through and like see your story and you'll be like Friday night turn up of like you and Halo Top like on the couch. And I love that because it's not like you're antisocial. I mean, you go out, you go to weddings, like you're in a relationship. Like it's not like yeah. you're a homebody, but I think that you really, from an influential standpoint, give people permission to be focused on what makes them feel good. And like mm-hmm. all of us can relate to like not drinking all weekend is going to make you feel good. and going to get your, your, yourself to the gym the next day when you're not drinking. And I think that that's like a major part, like just as an outsider, like watching your stories and, and watching you grow online, it's just, it's very real and it's very open. And, you know, just to tell you, like, I feel like you're still sharing the insights and the thoughts in your head like oh I didn't want to go to the gym today but I did it because so many people relate to that and I love love that about following you what do you say to people because I get this question a lot too when when someone tells you like hey like I need motivation it's like for a while it was one of my pet peeves as a coach like like people say oh how do I get motivation and I was just I had always been kind of intrinsically motivated so it was hard for me to figure out how to teach someone that. Like, what are mm-hmm. people that, that are like, oh, I need gym motivation. I'd love your take on it. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you too. I think because obviously you were like an athlete your whole life and you were always very active and that's kind of my background too. So sometimes I, I it's like a fine line of I'm like, it's really hard to self-motivate people when I usually am pretty motivated by myself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I always just live by the motto that you're going to feel better if you go. And I obviously believe in rest days and taking days for you and personal days. But I think it's like one of those, it's like a cycle. If you, you stop going or if you start eating one bad thing, you want multiple bad things mm-hmm. where if you go to the gym more, you're just going to feel better and you're going to want to go more. That's just kind of how I look at it. Like you just got to take that one step to get there. And then I think once you're there, you'll realize how good you feel and then you want to keep doing it. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I feel like people listening are like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going to the gym right now. <laughs> like, Yeah. I love that. It's and, so hard to get there. So I totally feel you. Oh, it totally is. I would love for you to speak to the shift from cardio 30 minutes and being like, okay, I'm good to the lifting. And I know a lot of that was thanks to the BBG stuff, but it's not like Kayla's holding your hand. Like you had to figure out how to like download or buy the guide and find the weights and join the gym and do all of that. Like, it's not really her, it was you. And I'd love for you to like talk about some of the maybe positive or negative self-talk that went through your head when you're like navigating the gym space. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because even back in like my D1 days or whatever, they would obviously make, make us max out. And I always said to the trainer, I was like, I'm not maxing out because I don't want like thick thighs. I want to fit in my jeans. And he would just laugh at me. <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? I wish that I like knew what I know now because I would have killed it back then. I would be like, all right, we're going heavier and heavier and heavier until I can't lift it anymore. But when I was in college, my perspective was so skewed. I thought that I was going to get like manly and bulky if I picked up the weights. And I was almost like nervous in front of all the frat guys at Miami, Mm. like going in the beef zone. And now I wish like I could go back because I would just strut my stuff. I would just own it. So I guess that transition like definitely is, I give a lot of credit to Kayla because she made me realize that you could get that lean, like healthy tone, the look that you want with weights and that you're not gonna bulk up by any means like you you know how it is you're obviously very nutrition you have to eat an immense amount of calories to gain muscle you know yeah yeah so like anytime I get a lot of dms and I know you do too about that topic like cardio versus weights and I just sometimes want to be like you know shake the phone and be like I promise you're not gonna get bulky (laughs) 
Yeah, it's so true. And it's so hard. And it's one of those things where until you go through it yourself, you don't believe it. I, I literally, I even said once to a trainer that I didn't want to take spin classes anymore because I thought it was making, and that's cardio even, but I thought it was making yeah. my legs bigger. And it's like, you really have to eat big to get big. And oh, totally. Like, to, yeah, it's 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 harder than people think. So for any of you guys listening, please just trust us. <laughs> we yeah, we, <laughs> we promise. I swear you have to eat a lot. You do. And, and actually, that's a, a good segue. So with eating, like I know, like I've worked with people one-on-one with nutrition and with you, a lot of the like programs you're selling revolve around lifting and stuff. And so how do you help people? Because you put out great information via posts, blogs, sure, and on stories even about like your grocery list. And I'd love to know a little bit more about like how you navigated healthy eating. Like, did you hire a coach at any point? And then how you now help others with like the nutrition side of it? Yeah, it's so interesting because like my whole life, I said I've just been so into health and fitness, but I've fallen out of it a million times. But as a kid, I was really heavy. So long story short, I was like 165 pounds when I was 14 years old. So that's a pretty big girl. Wow, yes. <laughs> and so I took it upon myself to order a program off of like one of those commercials that you see, like call now and it's 1999. Ah. So I ordered a program off there. It was called Michael Thurman six week body makeover. And I did that program, which really consisted of just like chicken, vegetables, healthy fats. And I lost 45 pounds. Wow. Like just dropped weight. And I felt incredible. Like I was in one of the best points of my life. That's like losing that much weight, not to interrupt you, but losing no, you're fine. that's a pretty significant amount of weight. And to be, to go through such a dramatic transformation at a young age, like that's like very intense and empowering, I'm sure. Yeah, it was great. Like I was honestly living my best life because I was bullied as a kid for always being overweight. And then I lost all this weight and was getting all this attention. It felt really, really good. But when I was that young, I didn't understand how clean I was eating. And so that kind of is how my story evolves too with like my name Froyo to fitness because I was kind of depriving at that time and I didn't know it. I didn't feel it. But looking back, like I was really just eating chicken and vegetables. And I just know that's not sustainable. So this next time around, when I lost weight again, because I gained a lot of weight in college, I've been quite the (laughs) yo-yo. And if anyone follows me, they know that. But I, this time around, I really was like, oh, taking it one step at a time where I didn't drastically make changes overnight. And I slowly just started to shop the perimeter of the grocery store. So same thing, like a lot of fruits, veggies, just anything that grows in the ground and then meats. But I also found alternatives like Halo Top and dark chocolate and just things to keep my sanity. So it never felt like I was on a diet, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that was really important to my success. And to this day is very important because the moment I feel deprived, the then I want something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can't eat pizza. Well, now I want a whole pizza. and I think a lot of girls struggle with that because everybody wants what they can't have I mean that's just a no-brainer very good point so answering your question of how my program kind of ties into nutrition anyone that follows me knows that I preach like a very healthy sustainable balanced lifestyle because you can't eat the same foods over and over again and I'm sure you know that from prepping for competitions and things It just will make you fall off the wagon, I think, pretty fast. Yeah, so now I take like a macros approach, which is flexible dieting. So I really focus on high protein, high high carb, and then medium fat. But if I want to fit things into my diet or my meal plan, I will because life's too short. I I can't be miserable or, or constantly feel like I'm on a diet. I love that. And so like if you go to fit something in, is it like... Typically, like, is it alcohol or is it like cupcake or like, what are some of the things or is it like Halo Top? Are you into like, yeah, like the lower calorie, like 
more satiating things like tell us more about that i'm sure people are curious yeah so it's funny because my taste buds have changed so much over the years because i do take a more well-balanced approach now i just don't have as many cravings as i used to because i do eat a lot of fruit and stuff which i think levels out my blood sugar and kind of keeps me sane where before it was just like I said, straight chicken and vegetables. So I really like wanted, I just always was craving sugar. Totally, yeah. So now, and like, I personally always would rather eat food than alcohol. That's just my personal preference. And it goes back and forth. Like, I feel like some people are either winos or they want their food. Oh my God, I totally agree with that. <laughs> Especially for me during bodybuilding. I was like, I can give up wine for 16 weeks and like, yeah. maybe have a, like, a vodka soda a couple times. But because I was like, I need all the calories of real food. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. So I really go for like Halo Top or like Kodiak Cakes or like my boyfriend and I will go get Froyo. I really am more like food over alcohol. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing is that you've, it sounds like you've found what works and what is going to maybe send you back into, I don't know, mindsets that you've had before. Like I know some people that have yoga before, like that's actually a question for you. So as someone who, and I've had ups and downs too with bodybuilding, but I've never I never yo yo too too much. I just kind of like to be completely honest, like just kind of faltered between all the different programs. Like I never did like an official whole thirty, but like doing like I was in high school, like learning about Adkins, like how can I mm-hmm. do that, or like how can I do paleo, or how can I do more cardio? Like I did all those various things, and dieting in a lot of ways. It can take a toll on your mindset. So like, how have you mm-hmm. had to keep like a level head throughout all of this, especially now more than ever, because you've just come like, you know, out on social media as such a positive, strong-minded, like motivated and focused person that it's, you know, you're vulnerable and open about the fact that like your story is yo-yoing. But mm-hmm. so are so many other people's stories, and that's probably why they're so attracted to you. And like, how do you stay away from the yo-yo cycling today? Yeah, I think for me, I'm just not as strict as I used to be. I would honestly, on Thursday nights, like as a teenager, go to bed waiting to eat on Friday morning. I just couldn't wait to get my hands on whatever it was because it was the weekend and I could eat it. Because I only ate clean for five days and then I would eat everything in sight for two days. Uh Where now I'm very just every day, I treat every day the same. If it's Friday, I wake up and I still have what I would have on Monday. Where I think everyone, it's just such a mindset that, oh, like, F it. It's the weekend. Like, let's eat whatever we want. When you could really eat whatever you want any day. Yeah. You know? So it's really just the mindset that has really kept me... Like if I want Halo Top on a Wednesday night, I'll allow myself to have it. Or if I want to go get a glass of wine with a friend on like a Monday night, I'll go do that. So I think it's just not being, not depriving, not being so strict, just kind of working things into your day where you see fit. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt. If you didn't know, I am the CEO, founder, and head coach at Crossroads of Fitness, and our claim to fame is the Dare to Eat Fat Loss Program. I wanted to let you know that we are actively taking on new clients. I have two other lead coaches right now, and if you are interested in losing 6 to 12 pounds in 12 weeks, we want to work with you. We teach what is scientifically proven to be the sustainable rate of fat loss. And you can check out the links in the show notes that will take you to our program offerings on our website. You can always email me or DM me on Instagram. I am happy to enroll you as a new client. I would love to work with you. If you have any questions, let me know and dare to eat. What motivates you today? Like, what is your current, like, motivation to be fit, to stay fit? Because I feel like throughout life, it kind of changes, right? Like, you hear about moms who are like, oh, I'm just really motivated to be strong for my kids. Or people Mm -hmm. are single and they want to be in the best shape of their life because they're dating or maybe they're engaged or whatever it is. Like, what's kind of your current, like, 
biggest motivator? I think everybody would say this last, but it's really myself and like the community I've built. I don't think, I think same thing. Like I used to only want to get fit for the things that you're saying, like weddings and vacations, but I want to get fit for life. And I want to help other people do that every single day. Cause I just don't think a lot of people think they're capable enough. I think people look at others and want to be that and they don't think they can and that's my answer to everything I, is if you want it, you will get it. <laughs> that is so, so freaking awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's just my hardcore motivation is just to empower other people and let them know that they are capable of doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And so now shifting gears kind of into your full-time job, tell us about how you kind of like operate between both spaces because let's be real like Instagram never goes to sleep and Mm -hmm. full-time job is demanding I'm sure so tell us maybe start with what your full-time job is as much as you want to share and then Mm -hmm. how you're able to balance the two things because I think a lot of people hesitate to kind of jump in with two feet to a blog or a side hustle or anything because of time management and how tough that can be. And so I'm sure you can provide a lot of good insight on that. Yeah, definitely. So when I initially started the Instagram three years ago, I was working for Stryker Medical Devices, which I'm very open about. And I honestly, it was a grind. Like I worked 12 to 14 hour days, just doing this, like what I'm doing now would never been able to happen. It just, so I always am like very open with people about that. I just wasn't in the right headspace to do it. And then as I evolved in my career, I just obviously learned more because when I started my job back then, I was so new. I was like a chicken with my head cut off <laughs> where now I've been in the industry like a little bit. I, I understand, you know, being more strategic with your time, I guess, if you will, but managing both, I won't lie. It is. I always say it's not hard because I love it so much. And it really, the Froyo stuff doesn't feel like work at all, but it's all about just really not sleeping a lot, which is funny because I'm a grandma and I love going to bed at like 9 PM. Same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But when you're working at something you love so much, it really doesn't feel like work. And I always say when people are like, well, how do you know how to get your side hustle or how did you even get involved with it? It's just start hanging out with people that want the same things you do. And the more and more you're around it, the more and more opportunities come your way and the more they present themselves almost because you're, and I'm sure you believe that in everything you do with your book, with your workouts, with real, like being a realtor and things like that. You just realize the more people you meet, the more connections you make, the more powerful things you can do. Oh my gosh, it's so true. And we had a a guest on the podcast who had that exact same intention with just like, go find the people that are doing what you think you want to do and be near them, like any way you can. And it's definitely powerful. And, And do you find that in your, in like medical, in your medical space that you meet people who are either in fitness, into fitness, or that end up wanting your help? Yeah. So it's really interesting on two separate areas, I guess. So my job aligns so well with what I do with FTF because I work with patients and I'm constantly coaching them and helping them and they're chronic pain patients. So it's similar to weight loss. It's a, I can't do this. I hurt this, or I'm never going to be able to do that. You know, they're just not in the right headspace. So it's a lot of just encouragement, positive vibes, letting them know that you're there for them. It aligns so well. Wow. And then on the other side of the business, when I'm in the operating room, you're working with a lot of nurses who I feel like, I mean, then this is anybody, honestly, people are just always talking about how they can lose weight. And they're always asking me for advice when they see me, they're like, you know, you look fit. What do you do? And then we just constantly are on a rant of talking about how they can get fit. (laughs) So it's kind of funny because it goes full circle where I'm coaching my patients and helping them. And then I'm also like always with women in the office (laughs) talking about diets or plans like that. So it's pretty funny because they go hand in hand. I love that. And 
do you like one thing that I guess I would be curious to know more about because I asked this question to a lot of my guests did you have like a feeling when you started your Instagram account it doesn't sound like you did but did you have a feeling you were going to create something that was like as big as it is I had no idea. So <laughs> as a kid, I was voted and I said this on another podcast, which is funny, but I was voted to own my own business. I always knew I would own my own business. I just never knew what it was going to be in. And to your point earlier that you made, I remember there was a, like, it was like when I was kind of deciding to move back to Chicago I kept getting featured by Kayla where it was almost like I felt like she was constantly poking me being like, this is a sign. And I always say it was like God sending me a sign because I would wake up to her reposting me and have like hundreds of new followers. And every time she did it, I was like, Mary Kate, this is another sign. Like you have to go pursue something. She's just, I was like, she's just poking at you. (laughs) So yeah, I guess that's that. so cool that you're, but your mind was open to it, right? Like you were aware of the signs. Yeah. And I had, it was really on a plane that I was on a trip for work and I was just responding to DMs after DMs after DMs. And I just had like an aha moment where I was like, what am I doing? I'm on a plane going to the middle of South Dakota where I'm probably not even going to get to meet with anybody. And I'm just giving all these girls information that they value. And I was like, why don't I just go and put that into action? (laughs) What what was the first step? Like, what was the first thing that you did? Like after starting the Instagram? Like, I feel like a lot of people would be like, how do I even begin? Yeah, so you just need to start. Honestly, I posted my first picture, which felt like, it was social suicide, but I did it anyway. I was terrified. And then, like I said, girls just started commenting and following me because I used the BBG hashtags. I would tag Kayla in my photos. And then Kayla discovered me, which that was my only leverage really was her reposting me and just blasting me all the time. That's how I really, really got started. And then without her, it sounds like it kind of became like a snowball effect too. But like, she wouldn't, I mean, obviously you had to put in the work to even show up on Instagram, you know, and like put yourself out there and do the, what feels like social suicide, which I can totally relate to, Yeah, you know, but then, but it's like the universe was like answering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, with her help that leveraged me to meet so many other people that were like-minded like me. And then my mindset just started to change. I wanted to be around those people more and more. And Again, it is like a snowball effect. It just, if you keep going after things and hanging around with the right people or doing what you love, the opportunities are going to come. So yeah, that was really, really helpful. That's so awesome. And and so you're working this full-time job, but you're, you have Freyota Fitness, everything's in motion. You've launched several challenges, several guides, several, I don't know if you want to call them guides or, or programs, mm-hmm. but now flash forward to having thousands upon thousands of Instagram followers. I'd love to kind of hear like, you know, we could probably speak for hours and hours of all the positives and business connections and things that come from that. And we all know the value mm-hmm. of that, but Talk to us a little bit about what it's like to wake up to, you know, tons of direct messages and how you manage that. Or I know you and I, a couple of weeks ago, briefly spoke about like the whole, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Like not connotation, but this kind of, this whole term influencer has like, for whatever reason has gotten a bad rap. And like, I would love to know your take on that. So like, Mm-hmm. Two part question. Like the first part, how do you manage like serving so many people on Instagram and keep a level head? And then two, like talk to us about the word Instagram or influencer. Yeah, for sure. I think it's so interesting because obviously my entire platform and Instagram in general is based on talking to other people in a community. And so, and you want to respond to these people, but half the time I don't even realize I'm doing it. Because it's, I'm so automated to it. Like, and so the only problem there or struggle that I deal with, like, as I mentioned, is just really being present. Because immediately when I wake up, I check my phone. I check my Instagram like a million times a day. 
And I, it's bad because I just have done it for so long. I can't imagine not doing it. So that's something like my boyfriend and I, I've definitely tried to implement phoneless dinners or even just going to the grocery store without my phone because I'm always on it. (laughs) And I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just been, you know, again, that's work-life balance because it doesn't feel like work, but it is. Mm. And so that's one struggle. And something else, like I personally haven't really dealt with this because I'm opening up my, my life to the world and everybody is going to judge. But a lot of girls get caught up in what other people think of them or, you know, mean comments that people will say. And honestly, you can't get caught up in that because if you're speaking your truth and you're speaking what you really believe in, then all the positive comments are going to outweigh the negatives any day. Thank you for saying that. I feel like so many people need to hear that. Yeah, I think like everyone gets caught up that everyone lives these perfect lives and it's not true. Like if people, I mean, I'm really pretty raw on the internet, but like half the time I have food in my teeth or my hair's messed up or I don't know, I'm loud and obnoxious. That's just who I am. So (laughs) these people that are like look perfect on the internet, they're really not. They're just human. And that's what you really need to do is humanize these people. (laughs) Wow, such great advice too. So then talk to us about like, you know, you're a human, you're regular, just girl kicking ass, working her ass off, doing her best every day, helping people. And then somebody like goes out of their way to call you an influencer with like maybe what feels like more of a negative connotation or to treat you differently. I think you maybe mentioned like going to an event and being identified as an influencer and you're like, well, my name's like Mary Kate. I'm here. Yeah. Um, like, tell us about that. Yeah. Like I went to an event and someone was like, are you here with the influencers or with, and I'm like, with what? We are normal people. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I have a number next to my name doesn't mean anything because Instagram could fall tomorrow and no one might know who Froyo to Fitness is. They might not know who I am. So at the end of the day, I will always be Mary Kate Schmidt, whether I am an influencer or not. So I think that's just something, again, we're normal people. And I think there is a negative view that gets put upon the the influencer name, if you will. Another thing to think about is I don't ever want to come off entitled or that I deserve things because of X amount of followers on Instagram. Like I... As hanging out in the community, I noticed some girls be like, we should get this comped or we should get this for free because we're influencers. And it's like, no, I will pay because we're normal people, (laughs) you know? So, yeah, I think that like that could be why it gets a negative vibe sometimes because some people misuse it. And that's something I don't ever want to do, to be honest. That is really a genuine thing to say because... I mean, I'm sure there's several reasons beyond us of why people get, you know, bad or why that name has a bad rap. And then there's also jealousy, right? There's people out there that wish they could influence people or wish they could step into their own power and live their truth the way that you are. And there's Mm -hmm. that factor too that I'm sure is, you know, making people jealous or, you know, whatever. But I'm, I'm curious, shifting gears just a little bit. Like the BBG network was huge for you. Mm-hmm. I'm curious just because I experienced like pretty good support from my sorority. Like when I started doing fitness stuff online, I'm curious if like Miami of Ohio, like if, if any part of that network kind of helped you or you had clients or sales or, you know, people reach out from that space or if it was more people from work, like kind of where you pulled from. So just to give people listening, like, maybe an idea of networks that they could tap into. Yeah. And that's, I love that point because that's something, it's so funny. You know how Miami was like, everybody knew everybody. It was a large school, but it was a small school. And I'll have girls that I knew of like buying my program. And it's just, we never talked in college and I'm, I'm just so grateful, I guess, to have that. Like, they'll be like, I saw you went to Miami and I, I had to get your program. So that's been huge for me. And now moving forward, my next big initiative is going to be tapping into college campuses and going on site and working with different sororities and just college 
women because I just don't think there's a lot of support there. Like I said earlier conversation that I didn't know how to work out in college. I didn't know how to eat on a budget. I didn't know what to buy at the grocery store. So I'm actually going to Miami of Ohio in the spring. It's still TBA. So I guess I shouldn't talk too soon, but we are working on with the women there to lead a workout and kind of take them through a workshop to tap into that, I guess. I love that. That is so awesome. And it's so true. I mean, I knew enough from some of the certifications that I had about, you know, like lifting or or strength training or exercise. But I remember knowing enough to kind of know I shouldn't do like way too much cardio or Mm -hmm. two workouts a day. But it's like there were like the people at Miami, like you said, that were kind of like how I started freshman year where I would do like 30 minutes of elliptical because everyone else did that. And then I'd leave. Yeah. And then there was a side of the coin by like junior year, my eyes were open to some of the girls who would, you know, be on the arc trainer and then the treadmill and the elliptical for, you know, almost two hours. And it's not healthy. And so there's a lot of misinformation spread. There's a lot of peer pressure. And a lot of stuff that's just misguided. That yeah. It's it's like, yeah, they're, they're, I'm sure you could add a lot of value to people. I mean, you're already doing that online, but to, to women who really need to see it to believe it kind of thing. Yeah. It's just so funny because like looking back on college, like when I transferred there, I didn't really know anybody. And I remember meeting you and I was like, Garrett is goals. Like you were an instructor and you were really into fitness and so pretty. I was like, I want to be like Garrett. (laughs) It's, it's, it was tough because I had everything that you mentioned early in this podcast. Like I felt all of that. Like I remember an older girl in my sorority was like, well, you don't want to get too sweaty when you work out. I mean, and like, I was like the queen of like sweating so much when I would do cardio. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be embarrassed of this. And then I wanted to go down in like the guy's weightlifting area. And like by senior year, I did it like pretty frequently, but I'm not going to lie. Like I was constantly like, who's looking at me? Am I embarrassing myself? Like there was just so, so much, yeah. that, right. That like we all felt and that. For no reason. And so I totally appreciate you wanting to go back and help because I think a lot of women could, I mean, and probably men too, could, could really benefit from that. So I love that idea and I hope it goes really well for you. Yeah, I'm excited. It's definitely new. It's in the works, but I think we're going to make it happen hopefully by spring. So fingers crossed. Well, I'm, I will send all the positive vibes your way. And I, I have a couple more questions and one of them is, And this is like something that I think you and I both are kind of in between right now. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you have like stage one when you're like, okay, I'm going to start an Instagram. I'm going to share my journey. And without realizing it, your vulnerability ends up inspiring people. And it goes like, you know, as you experience, you grew an Instagram, you gained a following, and then you make something out of it to impact people more. But then there comes this point that, which is where I think we might both kind of be in where we're motivated and productive enough people that we can make guides, right? We can put up some YouTube videos or make some Instagram stories while doing a million other things. Then you get to the point of a lot of like, let's use a life coach as an example, that people on a massive level that have multiple online courses and programs. And they basically have a team of people working for them, like a huge team of people. By huge, I mean like, I don't know. Five, five to 10 people or something. Yeah. Yeah. How do you see yourself like exploring like the next step with this stuff? Like, are you working with someone now? Are you looking to hire people? Like, how do you see yourself being able to kind of scale it? Because that's like, I think the biggest conundrum for everybody in the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you too, especially because I do work full time. So everybody has 24 hours in a day. you know, regardless of how you use them, we all have the same amount. So I definitely am at that point where, you know, my time I'm spread thin for sure. And I'm not going to deny that by any means. And I get everything done that I need to get done that at least that I have on my list, but you know how it is. It's never ending. Mm -hmm. So in regards to scaling it, I mean, I've thought of various things like, do I do an affiliate program or do I do what Kayla did, bring on two other trainers? Do I 
I obviously I, I hired an intern already, which is so helpful, who works on like a lot of my email marketing and things like that. She's super cute. She goes to DePaul and she's been doing a great job and I want to help her grow and get to the next level that she wants to uh, within, you know, her college and things like that. So I guess it is hard to scale. Like what is the next step? But I also, as I said, I want to go live to events. Like I have followers all over the world. So not only do I want to tap into that college market, but I really do love the events and meeting the community because that's the center of everything I do is the people. So I want to partner with brands to create big events and go and lead workouts and get to meet my people in person. Yeah, in real life. That is awesome. As some of the things you've said, I have decided that when we hang up, I'm going to connect you with a friend of mine who is also going to be on this podcast named Sarah Gaines because she created this program called Fit University for Yeah, you guys could easily you guys could partner or something. I mean, she does it's like call it it's like resources about fitness on, on college campuses. And I think a lot of them a lot of the colleges are in the northeast just because that's kind of where she went to Northeastern, so kind of started there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. She did call it like a tour. She did a fitness tour around the country doing workouts and live events. And she's like the queen of events. And her platform's like obviously completely different than yours. But if you have questions, I think that would be really cool. And I like followed her journey. I was like, this is so neat. Like I love teaching when I travel, but I've never put on like a huge like live event, I just will teach at a gym, you know? So I think that would be so awesome for you. And I hope it gets to happen because I would love to follow along and then hopefully come to an event. Yeah, it's so fun. I mean, I obviously do a lot of local events in Chicago and there's so, there's so many coming up. And that's when I obviously get a high every day from the responses I get and DMs, but really getting that one-on-one connection and seeing other people make friends through something you've created is really powerful. So I definitely want to scale it that way into live events. Oh, that is super cool. I, and I, I, one of the questions I typically ask people is like, what is one thing you want to manifest? So you already answered that for me. So thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, for I sure. You're like definitely putting it out to the universe and I'm already working on it. So I hope that that happens for you. And I guess my final question for you would be, what is the best advice like you've ever been given by anyone? It could be a family, it could be a celebrity, it could be anything, something you read. Um, and then what is the best advice you can give to people, you know, with regards to it could be time management, fitness, like business, whatever? Yeah, I think like I'm just a firm believer in hard work. My dad, he always taught me hard work will always pay off no matter what business you're in. So when anybody ever meets me, they always are like, Mary Kate, she's a hard worker. And I'm always, you know, I'm not the smartest in the room. I might not be the loudest or the quietest, (laughs) if that makes sense. I kind of just like stay even keeled, but I always work hard. So that's really what I want people to know me as too, because it really will prevail at all times. And then in regards to advice for other people, it's just dream big. I think a lot of people just put themselves in this little box that they think they have to live their life a certain way. And this can be in regards to anything. Like I have to be married by 30. I have to have kids by 35. I have to have this level of job by this age. I have to make this amount of money in my bank account. There's all these like expectations and it's, you can live your life any way you want to. You don't have to follow the cookie cutter outline that society says that we have to do. And that's kind of where I'm at in my life. Like I wake up every day being like, I can make this day however I want it to be. So, (laughs) you know, so that's definitely my biggest advice is just don't think small, dream big, always go after what you want and work hard. Oh, I got chills. Thank you. That is so awesome. And I feel like I don't even know how 49 minutes just went by because (laughs) that was so freaking awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I would absolutely love to have you back and and talk about 
things after you manifest them this year. I know it's still early. Yeah. It sounds like you've got a lot of big things coming up and I'm so happy that we could, I can't believe it's already going to almost have been a year since we did our little meetup in Chicago. I know it's crazy. And like, crazy even scarier six years since we've been in college oh, so <laughs> yeah so so it's crazy. like who would have thought like at little miami ohio did we think we would be doing a podcast together I know. but we were both communication majors Very so it makes, sense. it makes sense they they trained us well my mom said yeah. like, she's like remind me did you take a class on radio in college i was like not really but yeah they, they taught us enough that it's helping with podcasting. So yeah, I love it. Love and honor. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Love it. It's so funny. Thank you so much again. I'm going to put links to all of the things for you to fitness below here so that people can find you, connect with you, join the community, all that good stuff. And I look forward to us catching up again in the future and talking even more because I feel like you have so many great things coming for you. So thank you again and best of luck with everything. Yeah, thanks. I'm super excited. Thanks for having me. And I can't wait for everyone to listen. It's going to be awesome. Well, have a great weekend and I'll talk to you soon. All right. bye. Bye. If you guys are putting up your preach hands and nodding your head yes to things that are said either out of my mouth or out of my interviewees' mouths, and you so, so, so relate, we would absolutely love to see you post about our podcast in your Instagram stories. Please also comment on our Instagram Dare to Move podcast posts. If you do a post in your stories three times and you comment on one of our podcast posts and you give us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you are using, we will be rewarding one lucky person every month with a $100 gift card to Amazon. Your comments, your feedback, your critiques, and your reviews are so helpful to us. So thank you for those of you who have done them. And please, please, please help us out if you are enjoying our content. It helps us out when you share it with your community and when you tell iTunes that we're doing a great job. So please comment, please share on Instagram in your stories, please comment on our Dare to Move podcast post and we will enter your name into a drawing for a hundred bucks. Easy money, guys. Thanks again. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to connect, you can reach me at Garrett N. Wood on Instagram or the podcast Instagram at Dare to Move Podcast. Imagine that. I hope you have an amazing day. And just so you know, our podcast is where we explore all the productivity hacks, business scaling tools, and unique characteristics and personality traits of entrepreneurs leading the way in the portfolio lifestyle. Get inspired, gain actionable steps, and feel like you're connecting with genuine people who are making an impact all by way of careers which they designed. And that being said, if you are someone doing any of the aforementioned, I would love to have you on the show. I obviously explore my network and reach out to the people I know, but I want everyone to have an opportunity. So do not hesitate to reach out and request an interview. And let me know if you know somebody who you think would be really exciting for the Dare to Move podcast to interview. I hope you have an awesome day. And as always, dare to move. Dare to move.